This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Here we go. It's hour number five of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day as uh, we're back. And it's time now for the C-Note, Cowboys news of the evening. We have five things to watch as the Cowboys host the Eagles on Sunday night. We have the inside story on Dak and CD's relationship. Before I get to those stories, though, uh, Zach Wolchuk has the details on these analytics and the athletic, great little article. Here's the Wooly Bully. Yeah, really good article detailing McCarthy's time in Green Bay uh, and his involvement with analytics and focusing on that. And kind of they were at the forefront of, of looking into and innovating some things and then certainly the adjustments offensively that they've had here in Dallas. And the article writes, you know, at some point around the 2010 season, the year Green Bay won the Super Bowl, McCarthy went to Packers Director of Research and Development, Mike Ears, with an observation. And he said, the scouting report that we have today is almost identical to the scouting report we had when he was working for the Chiefs several years ago. And he said, I got to believe there's more to it than that. So Ears went ahead and and looked, said, I'm going to look past basic stats like yards per play, points per game, and get creative. And one of the things that he noticed about scouting reports was they they covered from the snap to the whistle. And that really isn't giving you the entire picture. So he focused on what happened in between the whistle and the subsequent snap. He started timing that in between by hand. He enlisted pro pro scouts attending the Packers' upcoming opponents' games to do the same. They took down timestamps when the huddle was formed, when the offense got over the ball, when the ball was snapped. He called his new stat tempo, and he identified seven speeds from presto to four-minute. So ears, uh, and I don't know if you ever got to to come across this guy in your time, Brian, no. but he's now retired, and he's considered the grandfather of football analytics. He worked for the Vikings in the 90s. What year is he doing this? Because, uh, this was 2010. Okay. we we Because we, coaches, when you go and scout games, and you know, I was uh, in pro scouting with Jacksonville. I mean, I was college up until I left Green Bay, and then I went you know to Philadelphia and then to Jacksonville and was doing pro scouting stuff in 1998. Those are the things that Coughlin and those guys, I mean, they wanted to know. You're trying to fill in all the gaps that you can't see on film. You know, how fast are they getting in the huddle? How fast are they getting to the line? When are they snapping the ball? How the play callers, how fast are they getting the plays in? I mean, this is stuff that we were all kind of doing in 1998. You know, because there's things that, you know, there's things that you don't see on tape that the coaches want to know. Because the tape can't show you, are they running no huddle? You know, the only reason you can tell if they're running no huddle is when the video can't keep up. Yeah. You know, the, they can't show that because they're required to show the scoreboard between each play. And when they're not keeping up with that, you know, they're running no huddle. You know, some people have got, but I'm surprised, 2010? Yes. Yeah, this there, we, we, there was a lot of teams that were doing stuff way before this. I mean, he 
Mike must have been, you know, with Kansas City and and in you know and in Green Bay. You know, Green Bay's all about the tape. Mm-hmm. Ted Thompson was all about the film. And right. Reggie McKenzie, John Snyder, all those guys that worked there, they were all about evaluating the tape. So I can understand why they wouldn't they wouldn't maybe have the analytics part of it. But man, if you're a pro scouting guy, you were doing this probably well before that. So I mean, McCarthy, you know, he basically was asking like, "Give me more." You know, I uh, want more when it comes to this stuff. And they talk about how he went back and he went to Pro Football Focus. You know, when when he got fired from Green Bay, and we've heard about that. I mean, how he got the job here with the Cowboys, sure. and they watched the conference championship game of fourteen when they lost to Seattle twenty eight to twenty two. He kicked two field goals inside the five-yard line on a fourth and one mm-hmm. instead of going for it. Right. And you it basically dropped their winning percentage by 7%. And at the time, like maybe McCarthy was thinking that's not a big number. It's a but, huge number. Mm-hmm. In, in a game where like single plays matter, you know, your yeah. percentage and probability of winning takes a massive fall by not being more aggressive and going for it. Yeah, all, all of these decisions when you're talking about should you have gone for it, should you have kicked it, punted it, uh, whatever it is, gone for two. I mean, so much of it is a difference of 3%. Right. You know, f- like 3 or 4% is huge when determining your win probability. If, I, if I'm getting a 3% uh, more win probability chance by doing something, then that's a that's a blinking red light of do it. Absolutely, and I think the biggest thing here is coaches feeling brave enough because of of what the fireable thing is. Yeah, you, and for a long time, going forward and yeah. giving up the sure thing would get you fired. Now it's shifting towards if you're unaware of the advantage and the percentages mm-hmm. that'll get you fired. Yeah, that's the thing about it is no coach ever wanted to give up points. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. the thing, and you know, when I was growing up, it's like you know, you're down there. You never wanted to walk away, not having points. Take the three, take the three, and, and and play defense. But in reality, you might be hurting yourself, you know, later towards the end of the game. But this this is stuff that that's awesome because the Cowboys hired five people this off season uh, to come they completely in and, and switched work with out the their department. Staff. So even though you know the article writes it's too early to definitively evaluate the new analytics staff, there are a few analytical accepted on-field concepts that hit the, that hints that it's having a great impact for the Cowboys. So McCarthy's calling more passes this season, and the Cowboys are passing way more on first down, traditionally a low-risk rundown, which is a sign of analytics influence. Per PFF, this season, Dallas is passing at the fifth-highest rate above expectation on first down, 5.4%, the highest in McCarthy's tenure. Cowboys have Beautiful. used play-action more this year than any other under McCarthy. 17% of plays, which is fourth most in the NFL. That's Probably up, take that up. It's up 15% from last year. And they di- diversified their personnel mm. groupings. This is something Eric and I were talking about, which was fascinating. Cowboys have already run 30-plus snaps with an NFL-high six personnel groupings. It had never before run more than three personnel groupings at that rate. So you can already see the impact that having these these numbers and the analytics it's had on McCarthy. And credit him for not just being so damn stubborn. I don't care about that stuff. He's innovating. He's adjusting. He's adapting. And nothing further you know, goes ahead and supports that than the adjustments that they made self-scouting at the bye. And we've heard numerous players come out and talk about it, yeah. whether it was CD, whether it was Zach Martin on our very show. 
It's awesome that they're doing this because they're finally giving themselves a chance to do what the numbers say they should. And the teams that have gone down this path have, have optimized their situation. Um, you know, and I've always felt like you owe it to yourself and your your quarterback to try this. And if it doesn't work and you know we don't have the talent to run the optimal NFL offense, we need to go find different personnel, whoever that might be. And now the Cowboys are running it through this. It takes courage. It takes bravery. Um, they're finding out so far their guy can hold up quite well. And in the, in the in at least the regular season, he's going to dominate uh, statistically. Um, so this is the development the Cowboys fans have desperately needed, really, for the last five or six years. It feels like we've been screaming at the clouds to try to get here. Now, I think it's so important, Chiafalo, I don't want to let any of the offensive coaches go. Much more than the defensive coaches. What we have here is a brain trust that actually understands the NFL has gone through a very significant transformation with how you approach offense, and if you aren't with it, you're really playing with one harm tied behind your back. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, there it's it's partially an indictment on them that this wasn't their plan necessarily coming in. They had they they pivoted, you know, after the bye week, but it's pretty amazing that it's been a seamless pivot where it seems like they've completely reinvented their offense um you know in a, in a in a short period of time it's it's not yeah. like, like hey this is stuff that they had ready that they just didn't want to do whether it was because of the fear of Dak and the turnovers yeah, and I mean, trying to limit but I, because you're right like it's too it's it's too smooth of a transition to not have no, been prepared for some of this I mean we saw glimpses of it in Oxnard I mean there we were did. times in Oxnard where we're like okay look at this the the, the route combinations look at this yeah. with these bunch formations look at this with this pre-snap motion motion at the snap which we got all those about. things made us excited so you're right that they obviously had some elements to this but now it's their entire game plan they're leaning all the way into it and I do think it's it's pretty important for everybody to be on the same page like we talk about all the pre-snap motion and the motion at the snap when you got multiple guys moving and doing different things it, 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 it they make it look easy but I mean there's a lot going on there and so for everybody to be on the same page and be able to pull it off as seamlessly as they have I do think it's pretty impressive and all these things that you're pointing to every single thing with the motion with the early down passing the personnel with, with the play action and then yes the personnel groupings like all of that is what gives me so much more confidence moving forward that they can go toe-to-toe with some of these best teams uh, I still have that little caveat of they've done it against a lot of bad teams sure. and you want to see it of versus course. the good teams. But when you start projecting and making educated guesses on can it work, I've never been more confident that the offense will be able to make it work versus quality teams. I kind of feel like that where this all changed for them, it and it might not be CeeDee Lamb or Dak or anybody talking to Mike, Mike makes a big point about the cross-the-hall stuff. Mm-hmm. And when the defensive coaches sit down and look at your tape, Who's Mike going to trust? Is he going to trust players or is he going to trust the coaches? When you got Dan Quinn and the coaches saying, dude, you're easy to defend right now. You know, who's going to give him the honest assessment? Dan Quinn, defensive coaches there. When they sit down and watch and self-scout how to prepare against Dallas, and they say, yeah, we could take you guys out because this is what we're going to do to you. We're going to, you know, you want to throw all these slants? This is what we're going to do to you. You want to hand off the ball this way? This is what we're going to do to you. I think that's when it all came to a head for Mike McCarthy. When his own coaches, his own defensive coaches, who do a damn good job, evaluate. And Brian Schottenheimer was part of that last year. Mm -hmm. I've had players tell me that Brian Schottenheimer was one of those guys that he was always in your face. Hey, man, you got to be ready for this this week. 
You got to, you know, telling defensive guys. Defensive guys were excited about the Brian Schottenheimer hire because they knew what kind of a hardworking guy he really was. Hmm. I think it took Dan Quinn telling them and those coaches, telling McCarthy, you're easy to defend, bro. You do not have enough creativity here right now. That's interesting. Well, in the way I've been dying to know, like, I, I when, whose yeah. idea? McCarthy, McCarthy screams that. Every time it's this, oh, well, you know, the self-scout, the cross the hall, he's telling you. He's telling you that his defensive coaches told him their offense wasn't good enough. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. And it's also interesting with the way that they're using and, and basically educating everybody now with the analytics. So the previous analytics staff would meet with the coordinators individually, but they weren't in team meetings with full staff and players because the hybrid coach slash analytics staffers bridged that gap. In Indianapolis, Park, the guy they brought over, went ahead and bridged this with football guys and brains. He integrated the staff as a whole. So now, Zach Martin's quoted in this article, they're in every meeting. Every week, coach is putting up numbers in front of us, tendencies, production yeah. numbers. It's not just the coaches or coordinators meeting with these guys. The whole team's part of this as well. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone's getting that understanding. Yeah, you definitely want your team leaning into the analytics in a healthy way, and I think they still have enough old-school football people here to have the the great balance. But I love something Eric brought up like five minutes ago that, you know, how seamlessly they transitioned. Whether it was stuff they'd been kind of working on or not, they spent from like May to September working the way they debuted. Mm-hmm. In 10 days around the bye, they pivoted. Yeah. And the results are so astounding. If you are another team like, man, why is our offense not working? It's just like one plus one keeps equaling 1.7 for us. Why is it not hitting two? Look what the Cowboys did. They like doubled their efficiency. They went from being crappy to excellent. And, you know, shifting in the middle of a season when, in theory, you do not have nearly as much time to practice and rep what you were doing. Just fall in line, guys. There's too many cavemen in the NFL. And they're up, there's about to be a huge reckoning. Mm-hmm. It's been building for five years. You know, Moneyball started in the late 90s. It, there was a reckoning um, in baseball around 2010. And, you know, they've evolved significantly since then. But it's about to gain critical mass in the NFL. And I think that the teams that have the healthiest uh, understanding of it when it hits that nexus point and really starts to explode, you know, those teams are going to have a huge advantage um, because they're, they're already going to be working in this mindset. As soon as, as soon as it's league consensus, this is what we need to do, something else will emerge as, you know, the best way to attack and, and take advantages of where they're weak. And it's it's the most adaptable people, not necessarily the scheme, that is going to rule the NFL for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now you get the the old school, you know, Mike McCarthy, Schottenheimer. Like, McCarthy and Schottenheimer are old school NFL names that are like, yeah. okay, I guess we'll get with the times here. You still can't get Bill Belichick to do it. No, I mean, it's insane. I watched him it's last like night. He was going it, through the Polaroid pictures. He wants nothing to do with that tablet. Yeah. He, he is. He's got a high. He's got his. Uh, he's got a sharpie, and he's marking off stuff off those off those Polaroid pictures that they used to run off of the guys on the sideline. He still. He still won't use that tablet. You know, there's guys that just won't do that. And eventually, that the game's going to yeah. pass you by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Belichick. I mean, for as as great a defensive mind as he is, and he still is. I mean, his yeah. def- defense has still been extremely good this year, except of course when they played the Cowboys, but. Uh, by and large, he's still a really, really good defensive mind, and it, it's 
it just blows my mind. I guess it's it's not that he's dumb. It's just that I guess he's just extremely stubborn with it. Well, like he, he thinks he can just put just roll out any type of offense and it'll work. It's, it, yeah. it's very, very weird to me. I was watching I, Hard Knocks, this new Miami Dolphins Hard yeah. Knocks. Dolphins play the Commanders, and before the game, you know, the coach mm-hmm. is kind of meeting in the middle of the field. There's McDaniel, new age, and then there's Riverboat Ron. <laughs> and Riverboat Ron's going, man, uh, I love what you're doing here. I mean, it, it's 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 making me dizzy watching all your emotion. It looks like it, he's oh, like, like you're playing a different sport. You're playing a different yeah. sport. It's I crazy. Never do well, this. but but he's got Eric Bieniemy. Why weren't you not doing some of the stuff? I mean, Eric Bieniemy comes from a program of mo- movement, motion, all that, that stuff in Kansas screen. City. You know, I mean, well, I and think it's showing why Eric Bieniemy, and no disrespect to him, why teams probably haven't hired him, and it's because they're looking at it more as an Andy Reid product and not an Eric Bieniemy product. Mm-hmm. Great segment, though, gentlemen. I'm really excited about where, where the Cowboys uh, are with their offensive coaching now, defensive coaching. You know, maybe, maybe Brian brings up a point that we shouldn't celebrate this. You know, if it's truly Dan Quinn, and as soon as he walks out, their ability to, like, look at the league and decipher what the best course of action, if that walks out the door with it, then I would be willing to can Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer. Hopefully Jerry knows, you know. Hopefully all this, oh, geez, you know, we just kind of figured it out. Hopefully Jerry's listening to Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And at the end of the year review, it should be like, why did it take the defensive coordinator to f- solve your your offense? Should, I, make, make him the, make, should they, I make him the head coach and you the OC? Or what are we doing they here? They make a big deal about that cross the hall stuff yeah. that they do. Well, I mean. Which is a McCarthy thing, to his credit. That's a Mike McCarthy I think Mike McCarthy. Deal. I think Mike McCarthy listens. I really do. Yeah. I give him credit for that. Because there's a lot of coaches like you talk about that won't listen. For sure, for sure, um, and it, it, he's still a little bit late to the party. I mean, he had his year off. He could have he could have been doing these things. It, it, it took Dan Quinn in the middle of the season and their offense, you know. But it makes sense that Dan Quinn was the guy to do this because he is, in my mind, he is the poster boy for adapting and he, doing one thing and finding success for years. The league changing on you, and instead of just going, "No, this is what I do." When we hired Dan Quinn, I'm going. Really? We're, we're, you're just going to just go back into the well of cover three and not doing anything crazy schematically? I'm just yes. going to trust that I have Hall of Fame players like yeah. I had with the Seahawks to win? He came in and completely tra- you know, transformed himself. I mean, you've seen it in-game right he before absolutely, our eyes, too. He absolutely needed, and he knew he needed to do it. And if you told me one or the other transformed himself, I would take Quinn over McCarthy on the transformation. I think Mike, yes. I think Mike is doing a good job of listening to people – to try and help him along, though. And I think Dan is legitimate. If you talk about the farmhouse and going and looking at tape and preparing, I think that's. I think Dan Quinn's done that. I don't know about the other guy. It's going to be fascinating to see how the next five weeks can, uh, affect these conversations, where the organization goes from here. But dang it, they are in really good hands now. And you can't lose this winning combination, whatever it is, for problem-solving. Mid-season, they shifted. They made themselves a lot better. Yep, That's something that championship teams do. Chief, what do you want next? Got a little Friday news dump featuring the one thing I'd most like to see Sunday night next year in the nation. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox dot com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome back. It is the GMAC Nation. You ready for a Friday news dump? Chia Follow has it for you. Segments brought to you by Window Nation. Go to windownation.com. Call 866-9Nation. 50% off all new windows. No interest for five years. Here's Eric Chia Follow with that news dump. Okay, so uh, we've talked a lot about what we want to see sort of on the field Sunday night. Cowboys trying to get that victory over the Eagles. But when it comes to – are you guys expecting anything in terms of – like new when it comes to the way McCarthy approaches the like just being on the sidelines and standing up for three hours at a time no I don't think so um I I don't think that's an injury that's gonna be worse with you on your feet I think people with that injury are are back at work fairly soon um so no I I, he'll, he'll tough it out you know being a Pittsburgh guy blue collar dude and all that he stands at one end of the bench so he usually stands you know, he's not down into the action, so he usually stands kind of behind. So he'll do a good job of staying out of the way and hopefully, you know, not having anybody come his way and roll him up or anything like that. Now, he did say there he'll be no help if there's a fight. I know that. Ooh, uh, yes, yeah. uh, which I don't imagine he'd been much of one uh, pre-surgery uh, anyways. But uh, I was I was hoping, uh, there was just a part of me that was hoping. Do you guys remember the, uh, the Hugh Freeze from the uh, from the press box from, hospital bed from the press box hospital oh that was bed. hilarious coaching a game you getting can't do that getting uh, I, I Boat believe raced. he yeah it's just his team just completely getting dominated on the field he's wearing a headset that looks like a Jeff Van Gundy headset that's just completely awkward on his face and his glasses turned as he's laying in a literal hospital bed from the press box just to be like yeah no I did that I coached and and I'm tough. And the the photos from that uh, that have resurfaced this week in honor of Mike McCarthy going through this physical ailment, it's just it's I can't believe he did it. And I was just sort of hoping maybe we could get one of those moments from our guy McCarthy because it's just truly. I, I mean, he did a full on like sideline report or whatever, like the, <laughs> like like they're putting a microphone in his face while like from a, an actual hospital bed. And I don't know what his ailment was, but my gosh, that is just freaking hysterical every time I see this photo. Uh, now I just saw so those beds are nice, you know, with the wheels and everything. They can yes. really get you going. You fit in those hospital elevators perfectly. It's a nice piece of technology. It's there. always so cold. Though, you wouldn't man. catch me dead outside of a hospital in one of those. Get your butt up and sit in a chair, or stay home. You know, yes, yeah. dude, weirdo, stand your butt up. You think that guy was worried about his job? 
yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, actually, because didn't he? I don't know if he did. He fail upward because he goes from because that was when he was at Liberty. No, no he he. And then well, he's back in the SEC now, right? He's Auburn, yeah, yeah. He's Auburn. Had Alabama beat, as we all know. Hilarious, dude. Yeah. Uh, brought us. It looks like uh, you know against all odds. You were right when it comes to a potential casino situation yeah. here in the DFW Metroplex. Where did you say that might be? I thought it would be at the Texas Stadium site, the old Texas Stadium site there. That's right. Loop 12, that yeah. area. Yeah. You absolutely nailed it. It Insider. looks as though there's a lot of confusing words in here that I'm not familiar with, uh, but it looks like the the selling from Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks to Miriam Adelson uh, is is – is gonna it's gonna garner up a casino and a resort and it'll end up being where the probably the home of the Mavericks right like that'll end up being their yeah. arena, uh, but yeah right across State Highway 114 yeah. from the from where Texas Stadium used to be 108 acres yeah changed hands the ownership in July and are on the tax rolls for just over 22 million dollars who was that buyer Dallas Central Appraisal District records indicate that it is an entity. Uh, whose name doesn't really matter, uh, but it is from a law firm that is all tying back to Miss Adelson. So uh, the the Las Vegas Sands uh, Corp is the address that everything is sort of being linked back to. So this is uh, this has all been like dot the I's cross the T's situation when it comes to what the plan is here. It's not like, hey, we're selling, Mark Cuban's selling this to Miss Adelson and then we're going to try and figure it out. It seems like it's been figured out because it was back in July that this thing, uh, the ownership of, I guess, that area changed hands. Chief, we drove by it every day. Remember that site? I still do. We still, yeah, drive by it every day. It's all the infrastructure, the roads, everything kind of go through there. You know, the the highway system, everything about it is, it seems like, you know, it's like a lot of land with, with all that structure around it that, you know, somebody could take advantage of. And it looks like that's where you're going to get your new basketball arena. You've still got those billboards up over there. You used to say, yeah. like, home of the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. Texas Stadium. Now it's just like, used welcome the, to Irving. Used to be the Marlboro man up yep. on that board. Gosh. Yep. I thought it those days. I mean, it's really good real estate. It was weird that it's been like a construction lot yep. for 10 years. It has. It's like, it what, has, are they, what are they holding strange. this place out for? It's not the best place I would choose to, you know, store two by fours. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, like the it, real estate's a little bit well, more valuable. Do something it, was like, it was like huge, uh, you know, like those uh, concrete pipes and stuff, you know, that yeah. for drain. I mean, they've always stuff stacked over there, just big, big uh, project equipment things that were always in that area. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they were making use of it, but from the naked eye, it just looked like, man, are we just wasting all this all this Not area anymore. here? Won't be wasted anymore. Nope. Uh, and I don't know what the timetable. I mean, you obviously, there's a lot of things that have to happen from just like gambling uh, being legalized here yeah. and whatnot. But that seems like we're on the fast track to that happening. And it'll be in Irving where Texas Stadium used to be. And it'll just be a giant casino, resort, Mavericks party area. That's going to be pretty dang awesome. Do you build the arena first? Uh, and honestly, then build that's... around it like the, much like we've... Is that what I, I... happened to Texas Live or was Texas Live? Texas Live was first, right? With, with all the yes. building and yes. stuff, Texas like Live was first, and then they built the new stadium. So yeah. would you go casino first, and then you get the? I was thinking basketball first, the arena first, and then you get the go ahead to get the casino, and now you've got the 
the, the draw of the arena with now the casino. Gotcha. So you get the you get the arena up first, so you can start playing basketball in that area for the draw. And then once you get the draw, then now you're drawing people to the casino. It is pretty exciting, though. Just like having something like that here, which would be the first of its kind. And I would have, I mean, it'll, I think the bells, the whistles, like it'll be a, so a hot spot dude. attraction. That's why you got to get these lobbyists to try and get Dan Patrick to get that thing to the floor. Absolutely. Oh, they have that's to be that 2.8 billion is for, yeah. right? right? That, that's they pull exactly, that money out? That's exactly right. So I can grease the skids a little bit here. Yep, there you go. You these know. people know how to lobby. How much money do you need to make this legal, sir? Yeah. yeah. You know, have to have it be the right thing to do. No, you do, it for, the, for, do yeah. it for yourself, and then you do it for the state. You know, you've got to figure out how to tie them together. I just saw it looks like the Lakers are um, are alleging that they will not be hanging a play-in season tournament championship banner if they do so beat the Patriots tomorrow I want a tomorrow T-shirt. Night. I want a T-shirt. I think that's a good move, yeah, especially if you're the Lakers. I don't think they hang have too much respect for championships, and I don't think they hang conference championships. I, I think they only put up the finals titles. It's on their floor. All the championship, all those stars you see around center court or on, in mid uh, center court, I yeah. guess, are yeah. all like all those stars that represent their championships. You can see the years in the star. Of, so. You get a trophy, you put it in the trophy case, yeah. and you call it good. Yeah, I don't think we need any. I want the T-shirt. Here. I do want the T-shirt from that though. Like you personally, I'd like to have a T-shirt. Cool to have the a first t-shirt. one, yeah, yeah. There's something about the first, you know, and I think that's well, why. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of funny to have, just to have, just to have. Yeah, yeah. Guys, you it's kind of a big tournament. thing. Yeah, you win the midseason <laughs> tournament shirt, you know, and then you have it for like twenty something years. You break it out, you know. Yes. Well, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, we we mentioned earlier, but his team got absolutely crushed by LeBron and the Lakers last night, and you had Shaquille O'Neal after the game going on like a 90-minute spiel of just like, hey, I'm not trying to tear you down, Zion, but there's some there's some serious holes in your game that could be easily corrected with sort of some effort. Um, He's like, wait, there's some holes in my game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some donut holes in his game. <laughs> Where the holes in my game at? The hose. Got some hoes in my game. Look for these hoes. I learned something what 150 was today. Some holes. Me too, man. I did. I learned something today. Uh, I absolutely learned something. 150, 250, right? Yeah. Okay. 150s. 150. But the 250 is is the as a higher quality. Yeah, it's a higher quality. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, both trash though. Both trash. <laughs> I said that respectfully. Yeah. Where, Where does it get good? Yeah. In the thousands. Yeah. Oh. A little girlfriend experience. 1050. I don't know. It's out of my range now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Same here, man. <laughs> can't afford it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm a 150 guy. I can't afford the 150s. <laughs> Well, uh, so Shaq's like, hey. 75 now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, like, what's your 50 now? It's the 50 later. What do you think? Here? I'll buy you a beef and cheddar afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Layaway <laughs> option. Uh, but yeah, Shaq says, not a diss, just a lesson. Gave him some pointers and stuff like that. And then today you get the report that the Pelicans have been repeatedly stressed uh, or have been stressing to Zion that his diet and conditioning need to improve. But Zion reportedly still, quote, does not listen. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. You know, you're you can go everywhere and just party, and it's. I, I think it's it's hard to focus. I, I think it is, especially when you get that second contract and you have more money than you could ever imagine. You know, you're not going to win the championship on the team you're on. You know, I, I just think it's a huge trap, and Zion has fallen for it like no other. He is the king of falling for this trap. You know, 
at least with the modern guys. So many of the modern guys, like back in the late 90s, this was happening regularly with multiple people on on the team, but they had more professionalism and work ethic than Zion. So, you you know, and there was no social media, so you wouldn't find these things out. Mm. Now he's kind of sticking out like a sore thumb for a lot of reasons. For sure, for <laughs> sure. And, and and you could see, I mean, there there were some unflattering angles last night uh, for old Zion. And uh, Ryan Russillo, who's a basketball guy who was there, on hand watching the game he says watching Zion in person was a different experience than watching um Halliburton for whatever reason he 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 throws Halliburton in there but he says Zion will get 30 in a game next week and people will say he's fine but he isn't the bet that he'll figure it out seems like the wrong side now tonight was brutal yeah is the way that Ryan Russillo described watching Zion live last night so it's almost to the point where you got to wonder like we need some sort of an intervention um if if he wants basketball at all, you know, you, you do have to wonder, do you really even want this, right. you know, or are, do you really want it, but you have bad discipline and self-control? So you go home and the next thing you know, you've eaten a dozen donuts and you're like, crap, why me again? You know, at that point you need like a food therapist, you know, mm. or, or some kind of intervention in your well, life. What are you going to do about them hoes though? Yeah, you, you know, the, I mean, you know, you don't have the legs, see, you don't that, have the bounce ready for the game. Will, that will burn calories. You know, I think I think that's on our we're, that's on our team right now for you getting Zion so? in shape. Okay. Yes, I feel now, like it'll wear him out before then. I think the man, you know, he likes food. <laughs> yeah. Might be a little greedy. I'm, might I'm, get two or three. I'm willing to live with that. I, I think I, I think Zion with a weak legs is yeah. probably still more athletic than 95 percent of the league. I'd get him Zion a, with an extra 50 pounds can't get it done. I'd get him a chef. Yeah, I would. I would like try and find like tasty food for him, but healthy food, you know, yeah. try and find out some like just cook for him just every night knowing that, OK, here's your food, you know, and watch him have somebody watch him about yeah. what he's eating and stuff and try and find things that he liked to eat. And maybe, you know, maybe he can lose weight that way. Get him a chef hoppy. I somebody- would just I just cut him if I was the Pelicans. Damn. Oh, I would. OK. I'm done. <laughs> I was I was trying to help the guy. Nobody claims him. Awesome. Really teach that guy a lesson. Well, and that's the thing with the weight. We'll show you, fat ass. Embarrassing. Get your fat ass out of here, <laughs> Dawson. God. I mean, it gets to a point. I have no faith this is going to work out. You know, we're going to build around you. We got big plans for you. We're getting you, you the ball, up. and you're just not. Hey, we have a good team without you. You know, we da- we dang near eliminated the Suns in the 2022 playoffs without you, bro. We're fine. Yeah. You know, we just need to stop. I thought they were a lot closer. I thought they yeah. were. Yeah, and w- with the with how much money these guys are making now, like once you get that max deal, yeah. If you don't love the sport or whatever, yeah. you don't have to care. Like you know, like I I am I am set here. Yeah. So I, I've done everything I came here to do. It was the great Bill Walton who said, "If you play for the money, that's all you'll ever get." You know, you have to love the game or love winning or have this drive internally to just be prideful with your performances. And, you know, hey, to each his own. Some people just don't like basketball. You know, I'm sure if I was playing some sports, I'd be like, you know, I guess this is cool, but I really don't like it. You know, this is pretty boring or it hurts for one reason or another. Uh, But, yeah, the party and stuff like in your 20s. You know, I see the thing is, is like I played so much basketball in my 20s that I could drink 15 beers and have a large pizza. And the next day I was playing like two and a half hours. I would just burn all the calories. I, I think he doesn't like basketball. So all that work is like work to him. It's like, oh, man, I'm at practice again. I'm at the gym again. I can't believe I'm having to do cardio again. That's the guy you move on from. That's the guy you're like, dang, dude, there's just so many issues in here. And then even if we address all these, you're still going to get hurt. <laughs> You know, you'll get in such good shape. Now you're running a lot in the injury part of Zion's 
uh, issue pops up. That's why I wouldn't have drafted him. I, I said on draft night I'm taking John Morant, and I probably you know, had some thinking to do about that one as well, considering how that situation has played out. But boy, <laughs> that's a gun to your head. He would have did better in Texas, though. You know, he'd have been all right. Absolutely, right in Texas. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just having a night out yeah. in town here in Texas. We would have made fun of his gun. What you gonna do with that little ass gun, bro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not a gun. <laughs> we got to run, nation. We're back to cross talk with the get right. See what they have cooking here for you in the nation. Thank you, Lucius. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Uh, it's not going to stop at the top because the get right is ready to rock the house. Seven to eleven, you'll get more local sports talk here on your home of the Cowboys and home of the World Series champion Texas Rangers as the get right steps in studio now with. Reggie and Blake, uh, tonight's configuration. Good evening, gentlemen. How we doing? Yo, doing all right, fellas. How y'all? Feeling great. Just got some food from Dirty Bones, some wings. Put me to sleep almost before the show, but right fired on. up, fired up. Right on. Uh, what's coming up on the broadcast? I mean, we got some good broadcasts coming for you. Obviously, get you ready for uh, Cowboys, Eagles. Uh, I heard you guys dipping into kind of the article that Kaylin Kaler did about uh, McCarthy's relationship with analytics. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, I think we're going to have a little fun with like a X-Factor draft for this game. Mm-hmm. So myself and Blake are going to see if we can put together uh, the best X-Factors for this game. But for ourselves, right, we're going to try and snatch them for ourselves and see see how that works out for this game. Man, I'm looking forward to it. A terrific show uh, last night. Um, have we found out what's happening with Otani yet? Do we have clarification here as we're about to wrap up the show? Did he get to Toronto? Is he Appar- at home? Apparently the flight to Toronto was a lie. Bob Nightingale reported he's at his home in Southern okay. California. So, and if you talk about it, that means he's not going to your team. So the Blue yeah. Jays, I guess that means they're out, right? Did somebody send out one of those lies that's meant to find out this person you can't trust? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it mm-hmm. might be. I just love that, you know, baseball has gotten to the place where they're going full uh, flight watcher and we're going into like college football territory where yeah. we got message boards popping. We got people like, you know, what checking flights. It's It's gone full uh, crazy on it for a $500 million player. I love the stories of, of uh, uh, owners and ADs meeting with coaches on tarmacs in planes, private Jerry, jets. Jerry did that. And then how Parcells got here? We're Te- hiding. Teterboro Airport, yeah. New Jersey, right there by a giant, the old giant stadium. Yep. There was a, there was a hell of a story one year uh, where there was a report John Gruden was in Frisco. Yeah. And there's like beat writers like looking for John Gruden, uh, you know, as the, the the rumor mill was swirling around. Was it Jason Garrett that time or was that the end of Wade? So many I years ago. it was ago. Wade. Yeah. Uh, but I I always love those. those I was stories. talking to John one time when he was uh, talking to Ohio State, mm. playing a job. Yeah, Notre Dame. He's two schools. I was talking to Notre Dame and Ohio State. He's been linked to Indiana yeah. during this process. I always find it interesting, like the pro guys that are considering the college job, because those are very different, uh, you know, mo's when we're talking about like the way that the job works. So I'm like, is that really the speed that you really want to get into, like the recruiting thirty, uh, you know, three hundred sixty five and everything? I, I'm going to say this: I think the college job has gotten harder. Because yeah. of the NIL and then also to the transfer portal. Yeah, you're no it, longer just recruiting yeah, you preps, know, you're you know, recruiting your and, own team. And, and, and there's, it's nobody, you can't protect your guys. Yep. I mean, your guys are getting talked to by everybody. It's just, it is, it's tough to be a college coach nowadays. I mean, you get paid a lot of money if you get fired. You know, they'll <laughs> let you walk away for, you know, $70 million if you can get that money. But yeah. it's a lot tougher now to be. I think, I think that's what Harbaugh is looking at right now, too, with, you know, him talking about with the Bears. 
in uh, that situation. Well, yeah, Michigan's trying to give him that big old extension. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, I feel like every year that's going to happen with Harbaugh, Harbaugh and yeah. Michigan's just going to have to keep he up is in a that guy, deal. Well, they're putting that little like like clause in there. Like, you have to confirm to us that you're not going to be flirting with NFL teams yeah. if you sign this deal. Well, he just went on his own on that Mich- on that Minnesota deal last year. He did. Yeah, he that's just basically like said, yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'd like to talk to you about this job, guys. Yeah, he's, uh, ever since he got to Michigan, he's kept one eye on coming Definitely. back to the NFL. He is, so. he is one of those guys that kind of likes to see his name out there. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys. And you got to leverage it. You know, if yeah. they're if they're going to let you do that and you're as popular as Harbaugh is, yeah. proven success in the NFL as well, it's a but gold mine to do a little flirt. He took a million dollars less off his contract or his salary during the COVID year because the athletic department was not Michigan, not making ends. That's right. But he he took a million dollars off his uh, his salary to try and help the athletic department. Yeah, I'm sure time. he's gotten that back. He got it back. Yeah. He got it back. Yeah, a little ten percent pay cut for him too. No problem, man. I know a lot of people did that were dedicated to the organization. Oh, you're talking, I don't know who you're talking about at yeah, all. Yeah, who are you? Are you uh, entertaining, Reggie? Are you, uh, buddy? If they took a pay cut for me, I don't know where I'd be. Like, yeah, I yeah. I barely make enough to like make this go as as is. Uh, are you entertaining the, the idea of a possible Cowboys defeat on Sunday, Blake? Oh, no, never. No. Why would I do something as, as horrendous as that? You'll learn. The, cow- <laughs> the, the Cowboys. It's just the knowing you'll the, learn. The, they'll either oh, let me man. down and the Monday get right will be the saddest get right? right you've ever heard. You're not be wrong. The best. Yeah. I'll be pounding this table if we win or lose, either in defeat or misery. Well, I haven't either. I was just you know wondering if you'd lost the faith. No, no faith. I've actually gained faith. Watching the tape, I've gained right faith. He's excited the fact he gets to load up on some food. Oh, yes. That's, he can watch the game and load up. That's my favorite part. Yeah. I'll you just go, dis- go I'll the game? Just, yeah, I'll just disappear during the game and, like, Brian and see, like, where are you at? I'm just <laughs> mashed potatoes, macaroni. <laughs> Just getting he's studying rezo. the game, but he but he's like he's on scholarship. Yes, I appreciate great. that. Like it. it seems like he's at scholarship at TCU, where they're trying to you know bump him up a position. Yeah. You yep. know, moving yep. close to the <laughs> line of scrimmage. Yep, I'm ready. Let's go to tight end here. I mean, if they lose a super close game, I'll be like, whatever. No, 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 no. If they lose, is what I've done. Absolutely not. From like from from two oh one till two twenty, you're not going to let anybody say a word. What's your narrative if they lose? I tell you what, it, you listen to the post game show. Oh, listen to this, if they lose this football game and they lose it in a way that they don't attack, say the secondary or, or, or play well, or it's a nine one one situation and McCarthy and they don't handle it well. Yeah, listen to the post game show. Is there a way for them to lose this game and it not be an issue? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I mean special teams. You're, you know, you're. You're no. t- tip for tat, and they <laughs> no. Because they then we get punt. to the uh, mistakes part of there this. There is not a way to again. lose this game. Brent and Kobe, okay. uh, Kobe run it back on you or something like Ugh. that. Yeah. I mean, you're probably still heading for the five seed anyway. I, I think you lose we've this had game. the five seed. Yeah, That's the problem. Yeah. We've you know, been there. You, you lose this yeah. game, you're, you're, you're protecting oh, the five you're seed definitely now. Definitely the five. You're protecting you win the, the game, five. you're the five seed. I mean, with what's coming. At least you got hope. At least you beat Philly's schedule. Yes, it would be nice. It would be nice, but like, wait a minute! You said this team, if they were to lose, that maybe this would be the downfall. That it they, could be they, that all of a sudden the Giants play. Well, I think well. you straight up bleep the Giants. Yeah. I mean, why would you have any faith? Oh no, the, the Eagles will play down to their team, whether the Commanders yep. or oh, the, the Eagles have. Yes, now, yeah. I'm, talking the the Cowboys, Cowboys, like I'm talking about the Cowboys. I'm talking about the Eagles. Okay, I don't, I don't got you. Right. Covering. It, Gavin thinks that maybe that there might be an Eagle spiral mm. if they lose. If you, if you can beat the Eagles, I think you might send them in a spiral. That's Two losses I, in a row, yeah. as toxic as that gets. I, that. I just think nothing will change because both teams can't beat the 49ers. That's where and I'm that at. Very likely could happen. I'm hoping some way you can dodge them. Maybe I'm rooting for the Lions to beat them. Lions could do it. 
All right, guys, have a great weekend. Here comes the Get Right 7 to 11. Thanks so much to Lucius Alexander, the Pimp Cup. Thanks to Carter Freeman coordinating your video. Keeping an eye on that college football. Thanks to Broadus and Wolchuk and Chia Follow. I'm Gavin Dawson. Till tomorrow, till Monday at 2, you're going home with the G-Bag Nation. At ease. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.